everybody. Todd Mitchell back again for Season 2 of the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about what it means that I say Season (laughs) 2. When we left off, we uh, sort of left off on a cliffhanger. I was still in the apartment nearby. John was with me every episode. And I said, hey, wait one minute. We're going to move into the new house. And I dropped off for months. That felt terrible to me. I I thought about it all the time. The problem was... The new house, it's been a real process. It was not ready for prime time whatsoever. Our backyard got finished about two days ago. Things have just been this slow, steady slog getting this house ready. So the situation is that we are back. I'm going to show you guys the new studio that I built. We've got a new uh, theater room in progress. It's going to be used for streaming and cool features and all kinds of stuff. There's going to be more video stuff. This is going to be an audio-only show for today. But I can promise new friends, new ideas, new tips, everything is going to be... It's going to be better. I, I hope it sounds better. It's going to continue to improve. So this episode is just kind of an intro to the new season. And Obviously, we didn't really plan on breaking this up into seasons. And don't think of it as seasons like TV shows. Think of it as like season two DLC. I know that's I know that's silly. Um, But yeah, just this is kind of a a preview for you of things to come. Uh, I've got notes for uh, shows about the new the two customized arcade machines. Uh, We've got a pinball machine in the new house and we have a NBA jam arcade cabinet both have very interesting stories and i can't wait to talk more about that show off some pictures and show you the cool stuff that i did with my arcade cabinet because um i i think it will be i think the whole story will surprise you so i have jumped back into pico 8 development and we're going to talk about uh at least one game that i've released through the uh lexalawful uh is that how how that's pronounced through through their site that that turned into kind of an interesting community thing there's going to be, uh, we're going to do new stuff with John. He's not around tonight, but uh, we're, we're going to start doing some like streaming stuff, gaming stuff. You can hang around for news type things. I, I want to try to do two shows a week. So we're going to try to do something gaming focused, something news focused. That's not a new idea. That was something we were striving for in the past. I think we can do it for the first time. I'm going to work real hard on that. We have some, we have a, a sponsor program. You're going to hear some ads and stuff. I hope you won't mind. That's going to maybe help us pay some bills. This has done nothing. I mean nothing but cost me money. <laughs> I managed, I've managed to pull in exclusive interviews. I struck up a deal with Microsoft. Nothing has earned me a dime. And I don't care. I don't care about that. I really enjoy putting this out. I enjoy the, uh, you know, expanding my network, expanding the community of people that I get to talk to about this stuff all the time. Love you guys. Love when everybody gets in touch and tells me what they like, what they don't like. It's just, this is, nothing could beat this. So if I could find a way for it to maybe come close to paying for itself, that would be outstanding. You guys know, uh, some of you know, some of you don't. (laughs) Some of you have heard the story about what happened between me and Google. I don't get to use AdSense. I am personally banned from AdSense for life and it's my friend's fault. He knows about that. I'm not going (laughs) to... Not going to kick him about it. He gets to use it still. I don't. Banned for life. But we have some ads on the audio show now. That's going to be around. We'll see how that goes. There, uh, <laughs> one other interesting thing that's coming. I've moved from one state to another. 
and I'm working with a new accountant for my game development studio, uh, Artistry Master Systems. My new accountant thinks it's probably not set up in the best way possible. I agree with her because I know exactly what she means, and it's something I've been worried about for a while. So I thought I could complain about this. I could whine and moan and worry about it or shut it down and not do it because it's not making a ton of money, but it is making some. What I decided was it would be great if I just went through a whole rebranding process, bottom up, showed you guys step by step what I'm doing to start a new studio, basically bring you along for the ride. So stick around for that. There are definitely going to be episodes about what I'm doing in terms of planning, what specific kind of company that I'm creating through my accountant. I'll tell you how to do it without an accountant because I've done that too and it was totally fine. But the uh, the name of the game is Branding Preparation. You will see the whole process. And um, I mean, ideally, I can jump right into a new project for an actual product I can ship. And then you can see that too. So I really want to be hands-on. I want to show you guys what I'm doing. And you can be along for the ride because uh, that just makes it more fun for me. That makes it fun for me. You guys seem to enjoy that stuff. That is the content that gets the most response. I've uh, spent a little bit of time looking at... The hits we get, the downloads, the listens, it surprised me. We we had to stop for a while uh, recording, and I noticed you guys have stayed steady throughout. I, f- I have felt terrible this whole time, just terrible. Some of you expect that this, <laughs> that this podcast will never air again. I hate that feeling because I know, I know how that goes. I went through that server migration right before we dropped off. Uh, I would hate not to put that work to use. So we are definitely going to do that. What else? I've uh, I've spoken to some people. I've got very specific news stuff in mind I want to talk about. I think we, we talked about sort of doing away with news completely. And I, I actually think that's maybe a little bit of a disservice because I think it doesn't benefit us here or on Twitter or on Facebook or anywhere to uh, just dwell on the news until we can't get anything done. But obviously we do need to know what's going on in the industry. Some of it's political, some of it's silly, some of it's not, but it's all stuff that we should consider. So uh, we need to know what the industry is doing. We need to know what players want on and on. So we're really going to try to break all of that stuff down in a way that's useful for you guys. What I would tell you is it's a great time to subscribe. It's a great time to set your device up to catch new episodes because I'm going to shoot for Mondays at least, and then I'm going to try to tack a Thursday on. So Monday and Thursday episodes, if all goes well. I'd love for John to be around once a week, or I, I don't exactly know. It's it's sort of up to him. I know he enjoys doing this, and we have a great time together. He has a new kid, as some of you might recall. It's it, when he's not here. It's not that he doesn't want to be. It's that it's that he's a, a parent. That's a tough thing. I get it. Hopefully, my son is fast asleep in bed, or he's just running around the new house doing whatever he wants. It's hard to tell sometimes. Parenting is weird like that. One other thing, while we were picking up furniture, like um, we have a bar downstairs, we had to get some stools, and we went to the store that had cool furniture like that, and we. We, while we were getting ready to fork over our credit card to purchase these items, we saw this great, we, yeah, we actually sat at this great poker table and it was on clearance. And so for, for a song, we scooped up this poker table with great chairs and stuff. And I've got all of these great board and card and tabletop games that I never, some of them I've never played at all. One example is the awesome card game, um, 
from uh, my friends at Obsidian, their noble leader, Fergus Urquhart, worked on uh, this card game. He helped design it, and I have not gotten to play it with friends. I think there's a way you can play it alone. I haven't tried that yet. I want to play all the games. We're going to talk about things that I observe while I do that. We'll talk about design strategies for game designers who are not video game like PC, console, uh, but perhaps tabletop or card game developers. I want to talk, uh, I want to create compelling content for all those people because I have mentioned this on the show before, but I've gone to a game development festival before and raised the question in front of, in front of people during, you know, question and answer time. I've actually gone and said, uh, hey, I, I have a ton of interest in developing stuff like card games, board games, and the like. You know, it's easy to find books about game development stuff. What kind of books do you guys read to do tabletop and card game development? And the answer comes back like, there really is none of that stuff. I can tell you that's not exactly true, but it is true that there's sort of a big gap in easily accessible design strategies and lessons for people who want to make board games and card games and stuff. So we will uh, try to cover some of that. Wouldn't that be a fun project? It's so hard. If you're into this stuff, you know that it's so hard to make a living by like releasing your own indie card game. Like that is tough. They've got super cool events where you can go demo stuff and people are happy to play test and discuss that with you. But like when it comes time to manufacture it, that's what it is. You're manufacturing a physical product and that is uh, tough. I uh, forget the name. We have a, a very popular designer here in St. Louis who designed her own card game. And uh, <laughs> the way she talks about it, it you, you'd think it, it basically ruined her. Like, And she, she doesn't talk like she wants to do that ever again. So we're going to see if maybe we can salvage <laughs> hopes and dreams in the card game department. That's just an aside. We've got a ton of cool ideas we have picked up ideas from listeners and things we've gathered from around Twitter. This is a another great time for people who want to get in touch and talk about what direction they'd like to see the show go. We've got room for you to influence this podcast. I want this to be something that you look forward to listening to and that you feel like it's useful because otherwise we're just sort of trying to be TMZ and that's that's stupid. That's a bad way to spend time. And it's a bad way for you to spend time if you're listening to it on the way to work. So we do some of the kind of fun reactionary stuff. Oh, this is in the news. Here's why that's dumb. Uh, we, we don't pretend not to. I think that makes it a little bit entertaining. But I also want you to feel like you tuned in, you followed along, and it helped you in your work. So that's another huge push for season two. And it would be it'd be very easy to get in touch right now and go, hey, Here's what I do. That's what I want to know. I want to know what you guys do, what you're working on, what you're unsure of, what you would just like to hear about, what you like to think about when you're on your, uh, a lot of you indie designers, I'm, I'm one as well. I know what it's like. You're in the car, you're on the bus, on the train, whatever. And you're on the way to your day job where you pay the bills, but you're thinking about, you're, you're trying to use that time mentally to think your way through something for your project. I want to help with that. If I can help you immerse yourself in that side of it, let's do that. Get in touch. Tell me what it is. Other than that, I'm going to keep this episode relatively short. I uh, I just want to thank everybody who supported us along the way during season one. 
Season one, my God, let's look back at season one for a minute before we go. This whole thing started at my old house. I was recording, I think it was on this microphone, but I I had to take it into, I call it a walk-in closet, but it was a very small attached closet in our bedroom when our baby went to sleep. I had to wait until I he was good and out cold so I wouldn't bother him. I had to take the baby monitor, sit it outside the room, go in, sweat my ass off, and talk about, you know, the first couple episodes were about, like, news stories and things I had seen around the web. And I thought, I got, I've got thoughts. I got thoughts. And I just wanted to get the thoughts out there. So I did that. People started listening right away, which was weird. Like, that's that's all strictly, I mean, it's a little bit of marketing, but mostly you guys were hungry for this content. And I was, too. I looked around for this sort of podcast, and I didn't find it anywhere. So I went into the closet, and I didn't come out until I had some raw audio. It sounded awful. Man, I hope this, <laughs> I hope we've we've improved the quality, at least, if nothing else this season, but... So that kind of took off. I had just enough response that I went like, yeah, I need to try this. I need to keep going. Not long after that, the uh, podcast masterclass out in Irvine, California came up. I wanted to go. We had, I think we had canceled a couple of trips and there was sort of room in the budget for me to just do something crazy like this. So my wife was very encouraging. She goes, yeah, this is awesome. You need to record because she's supportive (laughs) like that. I, that was when I lined up my visit with Obsidian. I tried, I tried to get into Blizzard and they weren't having it. Blizzard stays busy. I get it, but they, for fun sometime, go look at the part of Blizzard's website where they talk about how you can get in to take a tour. It, I think it would be easier to appear and compete on the prices right than to get in for just a tour of Blizzard. I'll say this, I tried several days to do this and I couldn't even get a response out of anybody. They only even look at this like once a month. Maybe things have changed since then, but uh, Obsidian, on the other hand, answered in five minutes and they were like, oh yes, please stop by while you're in town. We would love to hang out with you a little bit. And that's exactly what they did. And they treated me like royalty. That When I talked about that in my hotel room for like the third or fourth episode, that was one of the most popular things to date, rightfully so. Got awesome photos. Those have been popular on the website. I came back. I felt like I had sort of a divine mission on this thing. Like, I thought, now we got something going. A little bit of a community is gathering behind it. The industry is responding well. You guys know I'm an indie developer. I don't I don't easily have access to proper industry personalities. Uh, I've made very good friends with some, actually. Twitter is... Um, just flush with great developers who are very friendly and very friendship oriented. They want to make the best of their run. I get it. I'm trying to bring those two parties together. Those two crowds. I want us all to enjoy games together because I don't think there's enough enjoyment of games. And that's why we talk about some of the unfortunate things that happen in the industry and some of the good things that happen in the industry. We, we don't hide our excitement. I feel like that's a problem in journalism. I went through my time in journalism. That was talked about on the show, too. I don't I don't think there are enough genuine, sincere fans of gaming. In game journalism, in uh, podcasting, even in, in um, game development. It's just, it's not common enough. You, you get people who go, you know, I don't, I don't really play games. I just, I want to get my art out there. I don't have a problem with that. There have been some very good projects that come out that way, but... 
I think the ratio is a little bit off. It's it's funny. You hear you hear a lot of complaints from certain people about uh, gatekeepers. Well, I feel like sometimes gamers are on the wrong end of that. I think there are gatekeepers trying to keep gamers out of games. I believe that. I don't think that's. I know that sounds paranoia, gamer gatey. I don't really mean it like that, but I do think that there is. I mean, gamer is not a dirty word, especially in gaming and game development. I'm sorry. We're, we're going to continue to hold that value very close to our hearts and very close to the microphone in season two. I'm never going to give that up. I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I think that's something that probably wrecked my chances of doing well in game journalism. I didn't hide my enthusiasm about stuff. I routinely got stuff back from editors that sounded like, this is a little bit too hype trainy for this. You need to water this down. We're not here to promote these games. Like, <laughs> I kind of am. Like, I'm excited about this stuff. That doesn't mean I'm not going to nail somebody to the wall. There is a very good story about that, about the game Victor Vran. I'm going to make a note here. Tell Victor Vran story about me just nailing someone to the wall and way too many people noticing that I did so. Uh, that's that's a funny story I'll tell later, but point is, man, we're, we're still going to approach all of this from the perspective of fans of games. And this is, this is stuff that makes us happy, stuff we have fun doing. You're not going to hear a lot of like, this is impacting my mental health and like, this is, uh, you know, this is a toxic way of life for me. Like, I don't, I don't ever feel that way. I'm sorry. I really don't. So you can expect us to work hard on this, immerse ourselves in this. I think that this is something that helped Microsoft notice us. And when GDC came around, we were one of the first groups they asked. And we ended up being the only group that they brought out to San, San Francisco to cover GDC with them. And those were some of the best shows. God, that was such a cool experience. I was sick as a dog, as some of you know. It was still so cool to just pack up all my stuff drag it down the sidewalk across San Francisco and go between buildings at GDC because it's set, set out among this sprawling group of buildings. But we had so much fun. I met such cool people, people who I just, I, I do, I consider a lot of those people friends now. And I, I got to see cool stuff. I got to see some of the first real buddy-buddy moments with people from Microsoft and people from Nintendo. And that was awesome. And you know, hey, I I talked to people at Microsoft about how cool the people at Obsidian were, and now we're seeing that uh, Microsoft is looking at purchasing Obsidian. Uh, that's another good show topic because I have an opinion about that that I don't think many people share, and that's okay. I find that is the case a lot of times, but I, I also think maybe I'm able to present things in a way that uh, helps people consider another viewpoint. So, uh, I want. I definitely want to talk about that. I'm not pretending that I made anything anywhere happen ever, but it is really fun to witness sort of the direction things are shifting because uh, gaming is in a precarious state right now. Studio like large studios are having a really hard time in ways that they really never did before. Like studios just cannot stay open. Telltale just went belly up and it was so unfortunate I, I don't have an ill thing to say about that company really i wasn't close enough to know if you know the criticism is warranted i just know that it's this heartbreaking thing like people really looked at telltale as a mainstay in the industry and when they went away it was like ah, you know no one's immune really but the point is that 
as the industry moves this way, we're starting to see the spotlight sort of focus on indies and not just like the novelty of like, oh, these people, these one and two and three person groups are making these games. We're getting to a point where the indie way is almost the only sustainable way. I'm not saying we're not always going to have AAA games, but it's it's getting to be rougher and rougher for those people who make those those uh, AAA games. And those people frequently leave those projects and go straight to do indie work for themselves. And I don't blame them a bit. So I think we're going to remember this time in history as a huge, just pivotal time. And I'm actually... Something else that we'll talk about is I've I've got plans for my first book. And it's going to be based on a series that we used to do here on CodeWritePlay.com, which was called Inside Indie Dev. And in that project, at the time it was so I could put some portfolio pieces together, but I used my press account over at Itch. And I would reach out to people who were making games that I thought were really cool. So I would I would get in touch with somebody. I would say, hey, I really think you're doing something awesome. I would love to learn about this. I would love to just send you some questions. I'd love to sort of put your story together and write it up, basically. And free press for you, content for me, and hopefully we'll be buddies forever. And a lot of those people I, I still talk to, yeah, not a ton, but like I definitely made friends that way. It's one more thing I didn't get paid for, but I'm sort of an expert at not getting paid for stuff. But I think that um, if you've ever read books like Gamers at Work or Online Gamers at Work by um, Morgan Ramsey, uh, great, great series. These are books that basically take an interview per chapter and just really flesh out a story and let you see sort of the landscape of the industry. Nobody's doing that for indies, which I get, but I got time. I can do it. I've got the interest. I've got some connections. I, I want to show you guys what the broad indie landscape looks like. And I want to talk about, like I want to share ideas about how the industry is moving in that direction. I won't harp too much on that. We will be talking probably a lot about that. And I'm going to try, I'm going to, I think I should be able to do this, but at least most of the people I would talk to in the creation of such a book, I would probably be able to get those people on for interviews on the podcast. I'm sure you would enjoy hearing from them. And then hopefully hearing, you know, the flushed out story in the book. I would I would probably self-publish that. I don't see any reason to bother a publisher. I don't think a publisher would necessarily pick that up. But there's also another author from the game industry who is going to be on the show here soon. Uh, maybe not before the end of 2018, but early 2019, I bet. If you guys like to read like I do, there may be pretty cool stuff on the way. So it's it's an experimental time still. But the benefit of season two is we've picked up a whole lot of tricks and we know a little bit about what you guys like and what works well and how to get the content out in a smart way. Things are going to run a lot smoother now. So it's a great time to be on board. If you have friends who enjoy this kind of stuff and if you're a gamer or a game developer, you usually do. All I would ask is let them know. Let them know we're here and what we're doing and... I think it's a lot of fun when my friends are listening to the same podcast that I am. It's pretty uncommon, actually, but I, I love that. And you guys know game industry podcasts are, um, I'm not I'm not throwing shade here, like there are some very, very good ones. And a lot of the ones I've listened to are very good. But you guys know, a lot of them don't last 
people just aren't able to continue to put out content if they're not getting the kind of uh, return on investment for their time, their energy, their their money. I get it. I totally get it. But I want to try to make this thing the long haul. I want this to be around for a while. I want to keep doing this. You know, I know John loves doing this. I want to try out other people who want to come, maybe not like every time, but people who want to contribute to the show on a regular basis. We're going to get video back in the mix. Uh, I'm going to try for next time. I've got the cameras and everything, and the studio is looking awesome, you guys. I can't wait for... Maybe that should be the first thing I do is talk about what I did to set the studio up. I've got just a, a growing list of topics on my screen here, which is much longer now than it was when I first started recording. But I want to show you guys what I did, what I did with the studio and why I did it and... I think it might. I think it'll look good on YouTube. I've got a light out in the in the ceiling. I need to get that. But I think that's enough of a teaser to let you guys know what's coming, what I plan to do, and I'm excited. I hope I sound excited. I definitely am. I'm going to be working on this. Won't be the only episode I work on this weekend for sure. So I'm going to try to get a, a good week full of content done before Monday morning. And Monday morning, I can tell you for sure. There'll be a nice, fresh podcast waiting for you. And from there, we will see how it goes. I want to hear from you all. I want to know which stuff you want to hear about first. I will bump stuff to the top of the list just for you. Get at me. I will do it. If you have not subscribed to the Game Dev Breakdown podcast yet, you can do that at iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I don't think we're on Spotify yet, but I'm working on that. So, um, But a great way to catch up with everything is by visiting us at CodeWritePlay.com. I don't know exactly what's going to happen during the rebranding, but if you subscribe to the podcast, I can assure you, you won't miss a beat. So you'll know exactly what's going on. Let a friend know. Let us know how we're doing. And um, just just come along for the ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, again, my name's Todd Mitchell. If you don't know what I do, I run Artistry Master Systems, which is a one-man indie studio. I uh, released a game called Letter Taps. I do indie projects online. I have freelanced for Lenovo and several other clients. I do all kinds of interesting work. I love talking about it. I love hearing from you guys. So uh, that's it from me. Be on the lookout for more from uh, the Game Dev Breakdown podcast. Thanks, everybody.